The Recovery Revolution will All right. be All right. podcast Woo. on the Since Right, right. Now Addiction Recovery Woo. Network. All right, so, yeah. Uh, Welcome to the Since Right, right. Now we, we talk Addiction this. Recovery um, Podcast, mm-hmm. the right. podcast of yeah. clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. So we shouldn't talk about them on this oh, episode. We okay. Yeah. Okay. So Matt and I, we come into our studio, the world headquarters of SRN, the global headquarters. Yeah, it's on the seventy-second floor of this glass tower in, <laughs> in St. Louis. St. Louis. <laughs> we look out over the city, and but there's little thank you cards from Pocketudes.com, right? Yeah, these. Well, they're they're little wrapped. Like in yeah. beautiful they're little packages, yeah, packages, intriguing <laughs> packages. Yes, they're substantial. They're small. Yeah, I would say small envelope size. But right, they have some heft to them. And, yeah, uh, Matt and nice Jeff are unboxing stand. audio unboxing, unboxing, which is so good. In the oh, Matt. oh, listen, that's still oh. unboxing. <clears throat> that's not anything untoward. No. Um. So, ooh, uh, pocket toots. Ooh, yeah. it's a little. What? Book. Oh, you know how I oh, feel about little I know, books. Me too. Wow. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, and it has a, a little thing, fella. Share your share the hashtag gratitude. Send your pics to at Pocketudes. Oh, here, are you ready? I'm gonna read this. You ready? <laughs> Intro? Yeah. Hello, a pocketude is an attitude. It's choosing to focus on the better things, the things that remind you why it's great to be alive. As a recovery as as a recovering negative thinker, hello, I can tell you that I never imagined a life of seeing the cup half full. For many years, I struggled with dark, self-defeating thoughts. I was my worst critic, my own arch nemesis. And this self-hostility only created more, more suffering. suffering. Pass. Right. Oh, sorry. So, no, no, no. Is that it? No, there's a whole oh, other thing. Oh, well, no, no, no. Hold on. Okay, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. We're not doing pass. We, we are. We are. We are going to talk about pocketudes okay. on upcoming episodes. What Jeff and Matt are doing is they're unboxing, unwrapping uh, what Fred of pocketudes.com kindly sent us uh, some you, samples. Thank you, Fred. And uh, we're going to be talking about them on upcoming yeah. episodes. We're okay. going to use them and and yeah. and talk more about them on maybe next episode. Okay. And Fred uh, has kindly um, is kindly going to give uh, our listeners. Yeah. Um, a discount on pocket toots. Yeah. So right. keep listening to hear more about them next episode. Um, Fred, you had me at little book. Little books, yeah. No, we we got little books. <laughs> Thank you for that around the place. So, uh, but once before we get started, I want to dial Amy in as quickly as we can. But there are a couple of things I want to mention. One, um, just to get us thinking about it, somebody had written uh, I L. It's a, a nom de pod. Um, have we ever done a podcast about people? about feeling overjoyed as a trigger to drink, which I thought was fascinating. Oh, yeah. That is. And it'd be interesting to talk about maybe next I like, episode. I, I just wanted to get that going. I, yep. I, I, that's very interesting. The other thing yeah. I wanted to throw out there, just so you guys are thinking about too, do we know or have we heard anything about the Sinclair method? Because I also had a question about that. No. About people getting, um, and we should look into that. Oh. It's a method. I like that. And I'm already uh, intrigued. Officious. And then these are two uh, reader, reader things that I, I also wanted to share. Um, the first, the first two things from IL. I just want to make sure we started thinking about them. Uh, but where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Is it IL or IL? It's A Y E E L L. Oh, 
Um, okay, it is. I thought it was my brother, but it's not because his his initials are A L. Oh, okay. but it's not him. Uh, so somebody wrote us. I have triple decades in the rooms. Okay, Whoa. that's triple decades. 30, you do the math. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a breath of fresh air to hear the authenticity <laughs> of the three of you. Somebody who spent thirty years in the room yeah. finds us a breath of fresh air. I think that's phenomenal. I appreciate that. Yeah. I love it. And then on the flip side, um, <laughs> well, not the flip side. At, 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 at well, just listen. After putting together some time, I drank this past weekend, and today is day two. Okay. Day bleeping two. Um, I wanted to let you know that I'm really enjoying the podcast, and it is making a difference. Wow. So that I just, is you know, a big deal. If you two listen enough, you know that I always have these crises of, you know, what the hell yeah. are we doing? Should we keep doing this? Yes. Uh, you know, and uh, and then this week to get a note from someone with th- three decades in the rooms mm-hmm. and someone with two days, wow. you know, saying that this, this, the word doing, you know, we help them. That's why we keep doing it. Yeah. That is awesome. Um, when you said on the flip side, I thought it was going to be, oh, I yeah, have yeah, 40 years in the rooms and fuck y'all. Fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm going to find out where you live and I'm going to kill you. Um, so anyway, uh, tonight we have, I'm just trying to get, get Amy on. Amy's, uh, she's, um, and, and, uh, you guys do your homework, but, uh, for the listeners who may not know Amy's former stand up comic, uh, she's been a contributing editor to the fix.com, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, you probably know the fix.com. Mm-hmm. Um, she's written, been a regular contributor to addiction.com, psychologytoday.com. And uh, she actually has her own addiction blog on psychologytoday.com. And yesterday um, was the release of her memoir, memoir. My Fair Junkie. Yeah. And it's uh, good. Jeff's, Jeff's. I'm on chapter 10. Jeff's on chapter 10. Yeah. He's loving it. I am. And, uh, Harrowing. With, and here's what's going to happen. Without <laughs> further ado. I hope it turns out happy. I don't want to spoil this. Hell for no. We're no going to find out. Okay, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to call in Amy. Hey, Amy. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Uh, this is Chris, Hi. and you're you're now here with Jeff. Hi. And Matt. Hey, Amy. Hi. And uh, we we nice did to meet you. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. We did, we just did your intro, gave your your bona fides, and um, cool. Jeff is on chapter ten, yeah. and he was saying he hopes it turns out well. Yeah, hopes it turns out, but well. no spoilers. No. <laughs> yeah. So there's a happy ending. Yeah, right now you're you're sweeping streets in LA. Ending. Yeah, you're sweeping streets in LA, learning yeah. how to do your community service. That's where I'm at. So it's um, exciting. Labor. Yeah, labor, <laughs> right? Yeah, which is much worse. Than community, community service is like folding shirts at a thrift store. Community labor is like picking up trash, yeah. like in a you know in a dicky shirt. I mean, it's gnarly. Yeah. It's so gnarly. Yeah. Um, it turns out well. Here I am. I'm yeah. still sober. It's a happy ending. It's all good. Oh, good. That's good because Jeff was going to ask you. So, how's the street sweeping going? <laughs> Did you oh, find I any good trash that. today? Totally okay. Oh yeah, I totally finished that. That's uh, old. Oh god. Well, thanks. Thanks for yeah. coming on. Yeah. 
So, uh, well, where should we start? That's sort of like starting in the middle, or actually, according yes. to Jeff, he said about a third of the yeah. way through. I think we should go back um, to the beginning. It's I'm in the good bits, though. Are you guys in... loving it? Are you hating it? No, are you cringing? Like no, are you laughing? No. I'm laughing. Jeff came in telling me he's he's okay. loving it. Yeah. Um, so it's good. And okay, you know, good. Good, there, good. there's a lot. I think we all appreciate a good tale of depravity once you're on the other side of it all, right? <laughs> and you, this is a good right. tale. And I'm sure we're going to have some <laughs> right? transformation there at some point. But uh, yeah, you've you've lived a life, Yeah, no, lady. I do. I do. <laughs> and they cut out some of the depravity. Yeah. I mean, they cut out, you know, they cut out some of the depravity. I was like, whoo! <laughs> I was relieved. When an editor I was relieved. Is, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. You want to cut all those Tinder excursions yeah, out? I'm yeah. okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have a really. You, it was a dark time. Right. It was a dark time. After the tenth Tinder excursion, Amy. I mean, what what's different? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I mean, it just was like another weird compulsion. It was just another way to escape my feelings and get yeah. out of my body temporarily. Yeah. That's you know, crazy. I was so concerned with staying sober. I allowed myself any other outlet. Yeah. You know, I would smoke and, you know, vape and chew nicotine gum and, you know, everything and be on Tinder and, you know, have sex with people half my age. Yay. Um, <laughs> And, you know, um, just whatever, you know, exercise, whatever. I mean, I just was like, I just need to stay clean. Mm -hmm. That's it. I was in so much pain. I was in so, so much pain and I was so frightened and I did not know how to rebuild my life at that point. I just didn't have the tools. I mean, everything really came crashing down. That's funny. And how long do you have right now? And, And I'm sure this is all covered, but I'd love to know where you're at. Right I have four and a half years, over four and a half years now. Okay. Nice. So this all, this book takes place about four and a half years ago, or the, as far as... No, it, I turned it in in November. I think I, well, it ends, I'm about three years sober when it ends. Okay. You'll see. Okay. Wow. So it was about a year and a half ago that all that, and I still haven't, you know, eaten shit. So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and and what's, um, what's that like from the time you turned this in till today? Is it th- this long process? Are you sick of it? Or are you ready to talk about it? Again? Oh God. Yeah. Oh, I, well, I'm doing a reading at books. I'm doing a reading at book soup on Friday. Yeah. My 80 year old father's coming down and I'm like, <laughs> what parts of the book don't have me shooting up in my neck or me fucking some 25 year old, like <laughs> that aren't going to make him stroke out. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. do I just read the author's note and like the acknowledgement? Acknowledgements and be like, letting you guys go early. Bye. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, I feel like I'm like, I'm like trying to figure out which parts That's aren't going to make him really uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, my parents lived through the really dark, dark stuff, and they know, but they don't want to. They don't want. They don't want to hear all the gritty detail of blood splattering on the ceiling. Mm. You know, they don't. It's me having seizures and all that stuff. It's like, and definitely not the sex stuff. Oh right. my god. That, oh god. That's funny. That is. And you, a but conundrum. you have an interesting thing with your dad interesting relationship with him right because he was an alcoholic it sounded like correct well there's another story to share you know mom was yeah my mom was really bad fall down drunk alcoholic and amphetamine addict and my dad's like a heavy drink it was like a a heavy drinker when i was young and then it's sort of like a moderate sort of like functional maybe alcoholic i don't know he's a writer he's a jew Mm. it's like part of the deal you know he's like (laughs) So, I mean, he's, he's, he was, he quit for two years when he was married to his, one of his wives, she didn't like it. And then he started again, but he has, you know, he's very controlled. Like I have a glass of white wine with, you know, 
uh, ice at 4.30 and I stop at 6 and I'm like, wow, okay. Wow. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah but so he's very controlled and he's never done any hard drugs. Interesting. Yeah. So that'll be a surprise maybe, although it sounds like he's, he was there for some of the harrowing detail. But, you know, oh, there are details yeah, and then no. there are details, you yeah. know. Yeah, they knew what was going on and they put me in a rehab six times and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, they don't want to hear about me like snorting lines and like, hey, let me register in this vein. And you know what I mean? Like, they don't like I really I have respect for that. You know what I mean? Like, oops, Mr. Vein, like I gave myself an abscess. Like, I want to have respect for the fact that like, you know, that they he's been through a lot. My mom won't be there. She's in Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. And also no dad wants to hear about mm. his daughter's sexual exploits. No. Uh, it, it's embarrassing enough to write as a woman about sex addiction, which is like very much a, like mm-hmm. sort of a mostly male mm-hmm. arena. And yeah. there's some funny stories where like I go to like I go to Sex Addicts Anonymous and it's me and 12 dudes, <laughs> you know, wow. and, and, and they're like. You know, they're like, oh, welcome. And I'm like, they're like, there's a woman. This is so great. And I just cry through the whole meeting. And they're all talking about like, you know, jacking off to porn for seven hours and like <laughs> Craigslist encounters and prostitutes. And I just couldn't relate. That was just not my experience. I mean, I, I related to the loneliness. Yeah. I related to the loneliness and wanting to escape. The, but I just I was I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. You know, and it, it's you'll funny. see. There's a lot of stuff about slot and essay. And there's. That. I thought that was probably the most surprising and refreshing. I don't know if it's refreshing, but I yeah, I hadn't read a memoir <laughs> written by a woman. I, I had seen one called Straight Pepper Diet uh, about this guy mm-hmm. that went sex addiction. It was just mm-hmm. you know crazy. Um, but you're right there with it. With it, and did you feel yeah. like? That was okay to write about? Did it just come out like uh, you have no problem writing about it? Or was it uh, intentional and thoughtful? Was oh, it, it was hard? totally mortifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was totally mortifying. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, I, you haven't gotten to the scene where I hit my bottom in this, no pun intended, in the sex addiction, <laughs> where I, I really... I paddle and turn around <laughs> and just like, whoa. Where, where I really, I was like, I don't want to write about this. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this is really humiliating and mortifying. And I just thought... You know, I mean, I keep saying this in so many interviews, but it's like Jerry Stahl's like one of my idols and he mm-hmm. blurred my book. And he was like, if you had the nerve to live what you lived, like have the nerve to write it. Absolutely. And I was like, all right. You know, and I just thought, I know there are other people, men and women who have done something sexually that they didn't want to do with yeah. someone they didn't want to do it with yeah. because they felt weird saying no or didn't want to seem prudish or didn't want the person to be angry or had bad boundaries. Like, I know I'm not alone. My experience, you know, as, you know, a sex addict is extreme, but underlying that is a universal thing that I think that people can relate to where you're just kind of like, God, I don't want to do this and I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we all think that our, our pain and our suffering is more painful and more suffering laden than anyone else. And to, you know, and that our depravity is deeper and more pronounced. And then you, then of you course. realize that no, that's not the case. There's always someone who, you're like, no, Amy's is. Amy's, Amy's is. is. Right. <laughs> you think you're bad. Right. <laughs> no, but funny. I also, you know, I write that stuff and I've been doing that stuff for the fix because I want people to know they're not alone. Mm, That's, yeah. you know, I've gotten That's letters. Right. People are like, thank you for writing about that. I was so ashamed and I had mm. never told anyone and you just, you, you, you made me feel better. Yeah. You made me feel like not 
like a freak and I, and you made me laugh about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what I want to do. It's like, if that's my job is to be sort of, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, the whipping boy. I'm okay with that. And to make feel people feel like, woo, well, I wasn't as bad as her. Like, I'm okay <laughs> with that. I yeah. really am. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you have one? Yeah, well, and we were talking about exactly that. It's like that's why we all that that are comfortable telling our stories, why we tell them, and and why we're open about it because somebody out there can you know respond relate to it, and and, yeah. and it's going to help them. Um, and, oh. and you had said to me, Jeff, early in my, well, I don't know if it was this time or one yeah. of the earlier shots at sobriety when you were said you have to lose face to save your ass. You have to. Yeah, you got to go there. You have to every sordid thing that you don't want to talk about you need to talk about it um you'll see you'll see and you know lo and behold and yeah until you're ready to do that yeah it's hard to get it's hard to transform right when you're still holding on to that stuff but it's interesting i think the sex sexual shame is so it's so hard to talk about it's still hard to talk about i think it's probably you know the last thing that's really hard to talk about we don't Mm -hmm. talk about it well as a society anyway just in general so to hear you just lay it all out there in this book is is just like oh that's great I, it's great because you're right it's just like anything else it's a yeah but who, are you going to want to marry yeah. me after you read that no you know what I mean no huh. one's going to be like I'm well, so, let me Amy, put a come ring on, on that come on we haven't even met yet jeez I mean I, you know I, I I do get it together and then I do I end up in a relationship and I'm okay. incredibly anonymous by nature that was a very short period where I really acted out yeah. and I've never I'm you know I've never been like that before and I've never been like that since and um but, you know, like also being the perpetrator of domestic violence, both of those things yeah. are things that are like men's arena. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. you know, I wanted to show that they're both all of that stuff is equal opportunity. You mm-hmm. know, yeah. For, yeah, you know, it's unisex. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, yeah, it's no, it's definitely not something I'm like, you know, I, I don't look great on paper. You know, it's like it's like, hey, I'm an IV drug user. You still into it? OK. You're still on board. OK, yeah. cool. Um, I was a sex addict. You still there? Hello? Okay. I've been in the psych ward four times. You still interested in going out on Friday? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, God. <laughs> right. Is five your limit? No. Am I good under five? <laughs> That's so funny. So, so what is recovery like for sex addiction? And it's funny. I've had I've had moments in my past where people are like, oh, maybe you should go, get, go to SLA. Is that what it's called? Sex and Love Addicts yeah. Anonymous. And I'm like, I can't go to another meeting yeah. of recovery. Like, there's no way I'd be recovered right. out. Um, but I'm curious what it's like. Twelve, twelve guys and you. Well, no, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's not the format that's for that's every that's meeting. <laughs> job. I'm just thirteenth guys. I just like, hey, can I come in, guys? Are we? Are we? Get to they minute? were. They were very respectful. No, there is there is one women's sex addicts and honest meeting in in L.A. and mm. I found it and I went to it and I flipped all those women out. Because I used bone as a verb, but they didn't like that. Oh, they thought shit. that was very weird and disrespectful and gosh. I was like, "Well, I bone this guy." They were like, "Oh my god!" Pearl <laughs> clutching so, over I, I was bone. Like, never went back to that meeting. But um, slaw is yeah, sex and love addicts anonymous. I mean, I didn't get better in that program. That program didn't help me. I feel like that that is just an extension of my alcoholism mm. and my addictive behavior. Mm as was the cutting or any food stuff or all of that. And so, you know, my sponsor and I'm in AA and I openly say that mm-hmm. my sponsor was like, do the steps and all that shit will fall away. Hmm. 
And that's been my experience. I just did the steps in A really hardcore and really looked at myself and all that other shit fell away. And I never liked slaw. I thought they pathologized things too much. And I just, it wasn't my bag. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good. That makes but some people, people swear by it. Some yeah. people are like, yeah, some people are like, it's a, you know, graduate program of AA. Mm. It's like, why all the competition? You mm. know, it's like, yeah. I don't. It's not for me. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. So you haven't like stacked the There's different A's. You just, you just you just use the <laughs> hyphenated. You know, yeah. you, you do. Some people are like, well, I'm in all these, you know, yeah. various things. And um, did you? Yeah, find... I don't do that. I don't do that. Because I imagine there's a, like a, a preponderance of cross addiction there. I mean, I'm I I was actually in treatment with a gentleman who was a sex addict and and not an alcoholic and not a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, right. do, you, do you find a lot of that or is it usually people, I guess, it, but you know, I'm answering my own question because I'm sure yeah, it runs the gamut. Some people, there was, no, I mean, there were some people that were, you know, sober and there were other people where their whole thing was just sex or love. It mm-hmm. was both, hmm. you know, and then there's also people who have sort of like re- completely removed themselves and are like sexually anorexic and they're like, well, I've been celibate for 13 years. I'm like, well, that doesn't seem like recovery at all. Yeah. But you know what I mean? That's like yeah. sort of the other side of the fence. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just, it wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. I remember I had one sponsor and she's like, you can't talk to men for, for 30 days. I'm like, that's not going to work. Come on. That's not going to work. Yeah. It's <laughs> not going to work for me. Unworkable. It's like, you, you can't know? see alcohol yeah. or an alcohol advertisement yeah. um, for 30 days. I mean, <laughs> come, come the fuck on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, there are men, I have men, friends, my dad, like really? Like I, I just, so it was just bizarre. It's very, it can be very fundamental. I don't, I don't like fundamentalism. That's yeah. not for me. Yeah. I like that idea of working the steps and it will all follow. I think that is, I think that's why AA ultimately you you come back to it no matter I mean whatever it's the same twelve steps in all of these programs and AA just has a lot. yeah that's you know the point yeah. yeah yeah of course and you just swap out all those things and that's what I saw happen I was like you know I just it's that one thing would pop up as soon as I got another thing under control and you know all that stuff yeah so yeah. did you um, I mean my only advice right now nicotine i got i mm. you know i went through a breakup and i relapsed on nicotine and i was like you know what i'm okay with that i'm right okay with, with that yeah. i mean vaping's yeah. douchey vaping's douchey you know <laughs> yeah. like having like that doctor yeah. who screwdriver in your mouth it's just retarded looking yeah. i get it but it's like you know i'm okay with that versus my other thoughts you know which was like kill yourself you're gonna be alone forever or mm. you should get high and i was like okay like you know all right, you want to smoke a cigarette or vape? All right, fine. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, <laughs> M- Matt. We we were talking about that tonight. It's hard. It's hard. Nicotine. Nicotine's uh, hard. I chew the gum. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah. all day. Yeah. And uh, uh, and I haven't smoked. <laughs> I haven't smoked in a couple few years. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I believe me, it's the same thing. You feel like you're playing whack a mole with all these various yeah. addictions, mm. and it's you know, you're always justifying like. Well, I'm not going to stop the fact that I have a filthy mouth and a pitch black sense of humor, and I use nicotine, and I'm fine with those three <laughs> things. I'm okay with that. Right, yeah. I can do that, you know. Um, I'm not drinking. Yeah. I'm not lying. I'm not taking drugs, and I'm not yeah. hurting people yeah. or hurting myself. I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. I, I'm back yeah. smoking I mean, cigars like an asshole. Yeah, smoking you know? cigars may I mean, I out douche vaping. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Sorry. What? We were talking about Juju's vaping. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. true. Nice one, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about. Okay, I want to. I want to hear about the 
the book itself, because you obviously started writing for The Fix, did the book just start coming to you or did you read a memoir and you were like, oh, I need to write one? Or how did this, how did the whole thing happen? I'd been wanting to write a book for years, you know, and I'd been chronicling sort of my depression and suicide attempts and drug addiction for years. And I have, you know, half. You know, a dozen half-written novels on my computer. Mm, gotcha. And um, all, I started all, writing. For, hmm? Were they all just like fiction pieces or nonfiction? They're your story and no, you know, oh, oh, I can't write fiction. Are you kidding me? Yeah, everything is nonfiction. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm really not that imaginative. <laughs> and my life is such a car wreck. I don't need to be. It's like I can't even make this stuff up. You know? <laughs> Universe is like, here's all the material you need. I'm like, okay, cool. You know. Um, so I've been writing chronicling that stuff, but I never could really sort of organize. And there was never, I also never landed, you know, I'd been a chronic relapser for 20 years. So I had three and a half years. I had seven years without AA. I've had three and a half years with AA, a year and a half with AA. Like, so, I mean, I, I didn't feel that there was really like a point where I really had this huge transformation and landed that there was sort of an arc to the book. Otherwise it was just like, Hey, read this series of car wrecks, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I was writing for the fix for about five years and people were like, I love your stuff. Like you got to write a book. And I was like, Oh my God, a book like that's So, you know, a fixed part piece is you know, 1800 words max. A book is 80,000 words. I was mm. like, ah, you know? Yeah. And, um, um, the fix was great. They were like, you can use some stuff that you wrote for us. And that's my cool. editor at the time was like, Use the structure of the community labor. It's great because while I was doing the community labor, I was Facebook. Uh, I was posting about it on Facebook, mm. yeah. like another day on the chain gang, and yeah. I'd like post a photo <laughs> of something I saw or something, and people loved it. And when they, when it finished, they were like, "Get arrested again! That was so awesome!" <laughs> I was like, "Oh my!" Be right back. Yeah. So Thanks. I. <laughs> so I decided that would be the structure of the book, and I thought it would be unique, and then. I sort of see things and then I use that as flashbacks to earlier parts, you know? So it's not, I mean, a linear addiction memoir, if the person's alive, you know that they're okay. It's boring. I tell you the, the idea of you, cause what are you like? You're thin, you're thin. Are you, are you five? Oh yeah. I'm five something. I'm five, seven. I'm (laughs) like 115 pounds. I have like a, I'm like a skinny desert blonde Jew. Yeah. yeah. And you're out on the chain gang. (laughs) Oh, with all these, it was like criminals. Yeah. But I was a criminal too. It was really, it was so like, I got there and it was like me and 40 Mexican guys. Yeah. And they're like, what you here for? Weta? I'm here for a DUI. (laughs) And I was like, um, I'm here for domestic violence with a deadly weapon. They're like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like I had more time than anyone else. Yeah. You had more days than anyone. Yeah, I had much it's, more time than anyone else. My offense was way worse than anyone else's. It was so gnarly. Yeah. That's cred. You could have started right a now. cult. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Follow me, guys, to freedom. <laughs> and no one talks to you except for drunk homeless people. Everyone else is like, ew. Yeah. It was really humbling. I bet. It's super, super humbling. Yeah. And I, I, I think I, a couple people were like, oh, my God. God, thank you for your environmentalism. Like, how do I get involved in this group? I'm like, just get arrested. Yeah. <laughs> like, not that hard. That's funny. That's so funny. 
I you see those people. I see those people, the crews, and I mm. and you never pay any attention to them, you know, because you're like, uh, yeah, you're like, oh, that sucks. They're all hot in those work outfits, yeah, picking up trash. You're like, oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, my community oh, service oh, it was so gnarly. Yeah, was uh uh at a where urine samples were collected at a rehab place, and I was basically a dick watcher. My job was to go <laughs> into the bathroom with dudes and make sure they weren't like using a catheter tube or. So, and you oh, know, yeah. what are those things called? What are those false dicks that people use? Oh, no, they that, have like, a clever, with, like, like with... ad name, like yeah. the near dick or something. But, yeah, uh, yeah, there's like a real thing. Have. Like so dicks weird. with an X or something. But I, I just remember, <laughs> uh, obviously, I was real committed to it because I was unsupervised. Wiz-nator so I just go in there and be like, do your thing. Like yeah, Wizenator. Wizenator. Oh, That's oh, it. Oh. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'd go in there and immediately be like, yeah, do your thing. I mean, they could have brought in a thermos and filled up and I'm like, yeah, get, get after is, is it. Is that a goat in your pants taking a <laughs> right, piss? Right, yeah. <laughs> but still, but still, the trash collection, yeah. Yeah, that, because oh. then you're out there. You're yeah. there, like, passing motorists and like you yeah. said, I'm sure people are like, oh, oh God. saw me. I mean, you, I don't know if you that in the book. I run into someone I dated oh, <laughs> from shit. the room. Oh, God. And I'm in like a clean jean uniform and he's like in a suit on his way to a meeting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. How sorry are you that you didn't get on this ride? So mortifying. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, God. And it was so exhausting. I mean, I'm in my 40s. That shit is exhausting. Yeah. You're on your feet for eight hours a day sweeping. Yeah. In the sun, it's exhausting. Like I have new respect for like hard labors. That shit is gnarly. Yeah. Oh man. But you got you got some muscles out of it. You lost some Some weight. (laughs) Maybe some sun. I don't know. I never needed to lose weight. I lost too much weight. I was like emaciated while I was doing it. My people were like, "Oh my god!" You need to eat something. People, someone was gonna pin a star on me and throw me in a box car. (laughs) They were like, "Oh my god!" I I look like totally Auschwitz winter casuals. I've you know even through the stress of the book, I've lost a lot of weight. I look too skinny. I'm too skinny right now. I know I am. It's gross. Uh oh, that's funny. So hey, do you think this time in recovery does it feel different than the other times? Like do oh, you feel God, different? Yeah. Okay. Oh God, yeah. And yes. It, yes. And what was did I, did we talk about what? What is different about the beginning of this? What was was there like a, a, a rockier bottom, a a bottomer bottom, <laughs> bottomer bottom? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um. Yes, I lost everything. Okay. Yeah. I lost my marriage. I lost my home. I lost my sobriety. I lost my mind. I ended up in the psych ward, penniless, and I ended up going on medical disability and um. You know, I had always been avoiding, I think a big part for me, for my addiction is avoiding growing up, avoiding responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, being taken care of by other people, yeah. not wanting to face the consequences of my actions. And so I had sort of gone from being like a trust fund baby to marrying this rich guy. And I was like, everyone's going to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like, I don't think so, bitch, you know. And so I lost everything and slept the streets and worked, you know, as a nanny for $10 an hour and freelanced and just started my my life from total scratch in my 40s. Wow. Wow. That's And you and you were um, you did stand-up comedy. Was that in sobriety or was that before that? 
I, I that watched was a couple sobriety. videos. That was yeah. in my previous sobriety. Okay. That, yeah, that was in sobriety from like 2008, I think, to 2012. And then sort of when my life imploded and I got arrested and relapsed, I sort of focused on my sort of getting right. my shit mm-hmm. together. Okay. And then I wasn't really interested in, you know, the validation or hanging out at clubs at one at night with, you know. Yeah. Well, I was in sober living, too. We had a we had yeah. a curfew yeah. of 11. I was going to be like, got to go do a set at the store. Be yeah. right back. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I, and I just, that's funny. But, you know, I just, I had bigger problems. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and I'm sure comedy, it, as you said, and and we all listen to Mark Marin, but it sounds like that's a, people, comedians have, are dark people, kind of, right? Like, I think there's got to be a lot of addiction and alcoholism in comedy. There people. is. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There's a lot of sex addiction. There's a lot of alcohol. A lot, there's either, either comics are full-blown alcoholics or they're potheads mm-hmm. or they're sex addicts or they're sober or a combo it's dark yeah. you know and also you know for me a lot of my comedy was making fun of myself as being broken and crazy mm-hmm. and all this stuff and i wanted to kind of reframe the way i looked at myself because i thought if i keep looking at myself like that i'm going to keep acting this yeah. way and i wanted to sort of reinvent myself but you know the thing that really changed it all for me was the community labor yeah. it really did okay. i just I have an epiphany in the book, which, you know, I don't want to give away, but mm-hmm. I had an epiphany while I was sweeping the streets that absolutely shifted everything. Wow. And I also got a new sponsor and really did the steps and really looked at myself and took full responsibility, just stopping the victim, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. really was like, wait a second, I got myself here. I lost everything. I fucked everything up. You know, it can't, if, you know, if a pattern's following you, it's you. Yeah. So let's look at this and really change. Let's really change. Mm-hmm. If you don't want this anymore, yeah. let's do something different. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing things completely differently than I ever had before. Mm-hmm. That's hard work. That's, it's, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be terrifying. Yeah. Now, fortunately, writers have no substance abuse problems yeah. or depression <laughs> or anything. So like... Yeah, you're okay. I get it. You know, comedy. <laughs> no, but, but uh, that reinvention, not even a reinvention, but that departure from yourself and from all those problems that kept following you around. And, uh, um, yeah. you know, it's, it sounds like it's, it's worked. Yeah. You sound like you're in a good place yeah, now. And Did the book help? I get, am in you a good there? place. Yeah. You know, yeah, the book like, got out. The book went out yesterday. It, it released yesterday was the pub date. Yeah. Wow. Because because it's as honest yeah. a tale as possible. I'm sure that's it's like a little fourth and fifth step, right? Yeah, to the world. Yeah. right? it's yeah, the it's fourth like, and fifth step to the world. I didn't realize what I was. Yeah, it's like a fourth. I was like, I wasn't really. I didn't realize when I was writing it. I was like, oh, cool. I'm doing a a four step that needs to be funny. That's going to be read by the world. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really. I just was trying to be <laughs> as honest as possible yeah. in the writing, and I didn't really think like, "Cool, all my dad's friends are going to read this." <laughs> right? And, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, yeah, all my grade school like the black dildo scene, like, great, yeah. yay, you know mm. what I mean? But it's like, again, a, a one way I deal with my shame is I reveal it mm-hmm. because then I just. I go, hey, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm ashamed and I wish I hadn't done it, but it was the best I could do at the time. And if I had had better tools, I would have done better and judge away. Yeah. I'm not that person anymore. And it's like, um, I just, I can, that's the only way I really know how to write. I don't know how to sort of like bullshit it up hmm. or polish it or, 
make it look less gnarly than it was. Like I'm just kind of like open up a vein and bleed out on the paper kind of yeah. writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, I bet it's going to be so freeing to have gotten this out. It's like you're bulletproof now. I, I feel like right. there's nothing there that, you know what I'm saying? Like it's totally behind you. It's, you it's like can, doing an M&M in eight mile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Obscure <laughs> reference. When he does the freestyle. No, yeah. but it's like, I mean, someone called it haunting. I think it was uh, a Canadian fashion magazine called it hauntingly honest. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. Ooh. But yeah, I do. I feel like if you still like, you still love me, like you know everything now. Yeah. There's nothing, I don't have, I'm not going to go, but wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I have another skeleton. Like it's all out there. Yeah. Like you said, like bulletproof. There is a weird freedom in having yeah. it out there. I mean, I do feel vulnerable too, but the the response, people have loved it. They're just like, oh my God, I cried and I cringed and I related and I looked at myself and you were so honest and you're so mm-hmm. brave. It's like brave, maybe stupid moreover, but, um, but it, it, no, there's you know, a lot of bravery I, I to know. it. What's, what's the amends step? Uh, nine. Nine. So is that, is that, that's a process you've been through, I imagine. Before. Yeah, with another with another um, sponsor, not with this current okay. sponsor in this current sobriety. Um, he's had me on character defects for quite a while because he is very adamant that you really need to be a different person and change your behavior before you go and make amends. Because otherwise, what's really changed? You're just oh. sort of, it's just words. Interesting. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I have like those character defect cards and every day I look at them and work on the opposite and you know, so that's, we're still on those. I've got a lot of character defects. Do you anticipate people reading it that, that may feel owed an amends? Yeah. That you, that haven't. Oh, I'm sure. Okay. I'm just curious. uh, For sure. Yes, absolutely. I I would think my ex husband mostly. Yeah, have you, I was just going to ask. Have you said you're sorry to your ex husband? Have you made amends? I've um, we haven't spoken in like six years. Gotcha. Um, so Fair yeah, enough. and I'm I'm not on the amends step. Although sure. I had offered him amends, and he didn't really wasn't really that open to it. Whether he'd be open to it in the future, I don't know. But yeah. I would I would love to do that. Yeah. You know, he will be. That's my prediction. Well, and it's it's and it's it's for you, right? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah. Um, ultimately, you are. Yeah, clearly, you control how the other person responds to it for sure. But, yeah, uh, but th- so this is you've you've done the steps at least once before, all the way through. Oh yeah, yeah. I've gone through before. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it, and I had sponsees yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I was really in a meditation, and it was like I was doing TM, and I was yeah. loving it. It made me feel so good. I stopped. Why? That's what we do, right? I'm like, I feel great. I'm going to stop now. doing what makes me feel so good. Yeah, That's it's so like fun. so crazy, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It, 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 yeah, we like stop all gym, the things we you know? love except for the things that will kill us. Those are the ones right. we're like, yeah, I'm going to ride this one out and yeah. see where this goes. Yeah. And I'm interested, you know, but then when it's like, hey, you know, like, wow, eating well and getting exercise makes me feel great. Fuck this, because I feel great now, you know? <laughs> right. Finished, Every time done. I go to the gym, yeah. I went to the gym. I was like, God, I feel so good. Look yeah. at all his muscles. And I'm going to come every day. Then that was like a year ago. Mm. I was like, I've never been back since. I was like, what happened? 
get it. I'll get it. I think that we're either really, we're doing something every day. If I give myself a day off from doing something, that's it. It's forget it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm either doing it or I'm not doing it. There's no, I still haven't found that middle ground of, 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 of like moderation. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's that? What is yeah, that? Exactly. What, can I buy some on eBay? Like, what is that? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I, I have felt more balanced in my life recently than ever before, and I don't know why. Yeah, because I totally am right there. It's either all I'm an all or nothing guy, and for some reason, I feel like I'm finally like hmm. just slightly balanced. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I was just thinking about that the other day. Like I'm not quite as obsessive as I used to be about shit, and I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't. I don't feel like God. I got to do this every day. I got to meditate every day. It's like. Yeah. Bit every every week of all that stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's okay. I don't know. It's tough. So that's great. Good for yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. Pass. Okay, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, all you all. <laughs> balance. <laughs> Woo, you in your face. <laughs> oh, bury you, my balance, bitch. Fuck off. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> what a balanced asshole. Yeah, what, that guy's an asshole. He's like fucking balanced. Dude, just chill as fuck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of chill as fuck, um, have you explored other modalities other than a like we just recently we went to a um, refuge recovery? Yeah, we're, we're kind of tourists. We check it all out. Yeah. And, um, that's cool. I think that's cool. Um, I haven't tried those other things. I do do breath work for recovery yeah. with Nan, with Nathaniel Dust, and that's covered in the book. Huh. And it's for Ooh. people in recovery, and it's an interesting way to sort of access your feelings mm. and without going through the mental, because a can be very mental, mm. you know, sort of like looking at yourself and mm-hmm. thinking and the writing, and mm-hmm. it can be very heady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of more body based. But before I ever I refused to go to AA for years mm-hmm. and I tried everything else I saw shamans mm-hmm. I had an exorcism and I'm Jewish I <laughs> wow. did acupuncture go? Uh, yeah yeah I had uh, I did you know I did acupuncture I did herbology mm-hmm. I had rolfing I, I mean you know every other alternative way I went down to a clinic in Tijuana where they pump you full of amino acids wow. and they're going to rebalance all your neurotransmitters and you're not going to wow. be an addict anymore which is like the wow. perfect thing for an addict like yeah. wow cool I could mm-hmm. just sit my ass like while I get an IV and play on my iPhone you're fixing my addiction awesome and it's like, did it work? Of course not. Oh, that's Debunked. Because I was sold. I know. I right. was like, really? You can do really? that? And you bring your <laughs> phone in there? Yeah. That's funny. And I felt like such an asshole. Like, people are there and they have, like, Crohn's disease mm. and, like, you know, Parkinson's and cancer. And I'm like, I just can't stop shooting cocaine. What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God. Dick. Was was you know AA? I mean? We're all in the same like therapy. Oh god. Did did you have that much oh, fear of AA or that much hatred that you tried all this other shit before you finally broke yeah. down? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's I was funny. Oh, absolutely. I, I was introduced that to AA when I was yeah. when I was twenty four years old mm, yeah. in my first rehab, and I was the tweaker. I, I was, and I went to uh uh Anonymous an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. And I was shaking, and I got up and shared, and some guy yelled at me, are you an alcoholic or not? This is before, like, AA was really, like, full of, like, addicts also. Mm -hmm. And I just started crying. Also, I was really freaked out. I thought the thing was weird. Like, the steps were weird, Mm -hmm. and the God stuff was weird, and it just felt weird. I was like, 
And it wasn't until later that I really bottomed out hardcore that um, another girl called me and said, hey, will you come and meet me at a meeting? And it was like almost 10 years later and uh, my addiction had escalated to such a point and I went and I cried through the whole meeting. I identified with everything. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. It works. So it just was, I was in a different place. Yeah, and I just could hear and I was like, these are my people. Yeah. Like, these are my people. This is it. This is why I have this. Yeah. Once you have that openness to it, my my entire family was in AA, all these aunts and uncles, and I just thought, I don't want to be a joyless automaton. And, you know, looking at them now, I'm like, (laughs) oh, they were happy. That's what that looks Mm, like, you know? And they they had peace in their lives. And I was just like, they don't know how to party. um, But then it was the same thing. It was like, okay, this is, these are my people. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Kristen, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, and I, you know, I, go on. No, no, Chris doesn't go to meetings. He's Chris is. Chris a, has recovered. Oh, no, he told me. Is well, it told okay, me. but yeah, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I don't think Chris is against it. No, no. And we, we talked to a little bit yeah, yeah. about that in the pre-call. It's. I, I've been sober. Well, my mom doesn't either. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I've been sober twenty yeah, years. Right. But what, what I've talked about on the show before is that. It's become clear that I haven't been in recovery for 20 years, and I went through a huge period where, I mean, I hate the term, not for the same reasons others hate the term, but where, where I was a dry drunk in between, where I forgot to, mm-hmm. to pay attention to mm-hmm. myself and work on me and be a okay. better me, um, and I became mm-hmm. a terrible version of me um, right. for a number of years, even though I was sober. And, uh, you know, right. I think, I, you know, I credit doing what I'm doing now with helping me be back on the track of recovery and, you know, living a better life towards a better me. Anyway. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I think that as long as you're living sort of an examined life, you know, as long as you're looking at yourself, like I don't think AA is the only way to get sober or the best way for everybody. Right. You know, it works for me, yeah. but it's yeah. like, I'm not fundamentalist. And it's like, if you can get sober through doing something else, cool. Mm-hmm. Like we're all trying to get to the same place. So if it, you take a different road right on, like who cares? Yeah. That's kind of become our club. But I do, stance, I do take yeah. some shots in a, at shots at, at AA in my book, and I'm sure you know AA like like cheerleader fundamentalists aren't going to be down with that, you oh, know, because yeah. I talk about some of the kind of skeezy behavior that happens in the rooms, which yeah. is real. I know. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, and I I feel really bad about this because I know this is uh, I, I lots of women have this experience at meetings where they go mm-hmm. and they just get hit on. And I, I've only gotten to men's meetings for so long. Like, I don't go to mixed meetings. Just I don't oh. So I never see this. And I always feel awful about it. Like it's, mm-hmm. And I wonder how prevalent it is. It's, it's very saying? prevalent. I, I go to some mixed meetings. It's, and I got to say that it, what makes me uncomfortable is that I don't, I feel like it's very difficult for men to drop the posturing a little bit. And mm-hmm. sometimes when guys share, and you know, this is not, this is, it's piecemeal. It's not, you know, prevalent or anything, but there are just still moments where I'm like, oh, uh, no, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so I, I'm sure that, yeah, I've seen it. I know it's out there. Yeah. And, uh, and in uh, your experience, Amy, it's, it's bad. prevalent. Oh, prevalent. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean the sexual predatory behavior in the rooms is unreal. Yeah. That's I bad. mean I got, you know, I yeah, and it's like I didn't really know that going in and you're very vulnerable and it's usually men with a lot of time mm-hmm. and they're waiting for the new crop of meat to come in and you know, you kind of like 
they're spouting wisdom from the podium and they have what you want and they just seem so evolved and you're like, you know, detoxing and needy and don't know who the fuck you are and, you know, looking to act out and looking for love and acceptance. And it's like, you're just, you know, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. It's just easy kill. Mm. Um, and it's like, I think that the thing is to have integrity in all your affairs, but Mm -hmm. I also understand that, you know, when you take a bunch of sick people and put them in a room together Mm -hmm. and you take away their main, you know, medicine of choice, Mm -hmm. What are they going to, they're going to turn to food, mm-hmm. they're going to turn to gambling, and they're going to turn to sex. Yeah, yeah. And as I was talking to Chris a little bit before in the pre-call, like, when there's also a hierarchy of power, like there is with like old timers, you know what I mean, and newcomers yeah. and all that stuff, there's going to be sexual predatory behavior. It's in colleges, it's in the military, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. So AA is just a microcosm of the real world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, any, it's in the priesthood. It's everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. True that. Yeah, it's everywhere. And it's like, you know, yeah. And I mean, you know, ironically, you know, yeah, I got 13 stepped and I 13 stepped someone, hmm. mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's, it, it just happens. So it's unfortunate. And I still think AA works. But again, the people are not the program. The program right. works. The people are the flawed people that are, we're all trying totally. to get better yeah. in the rooms. And, I, and, you know, people are acting out. That's sick, you know? Yeah, yeah. No question about it. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, the food, the gambling, the, and there's dogmatic stuff, and we're not, we are not big book thumpers per se mm-hmm. in the traditional sense oh, of the word. But, right. you know, God, when mm-hmm. I was in a recovery house, I thought, God, everybody's so sober and evolved. And then a boxing match came on, and it was on, on television, mm-hmm. one of them, and it was like fucking bedlam. I mean, these guys <laughs> like, I mean, something to gamble on? Yeah. I mean, they're like, it just degenerated quickly. Oh, it was an explosion. It was like, <laughs> The power of a thousand suns, just like white hot. Like, I'll trade you chores. I'll trade you food. Like, I'll rub your back, bro. I don't give a shit. I'll do it right now. Like, like what? <laughs> that's funny. And so, my back, I mean, yeah, my back, I mean, front. Let's do this. Uh, I, uh, but also, you know, I get it. You know, I want to say too, I never considered myself a victim. I was never raped. No one roofied me. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew what I was getting into. You know what I mean? Like I I have to say, like I, I, I'm not like I was raped as a new, I was not raped. Like I, you know, I wanted this guy who had a lot of time wanted to fuck me and I wanted to fuck him. And that was it. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, and, and did it fuck me up? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was the best for me. Um, and also I have a male sponsor and I've had two, I've had two male, three male sponsors and people think that's really weird. Yeah. It's funny. There, the more, I, I the more time I'm in the program, and you know when I came in, the, it's the old timers. I remember you you hear all that shit, uh, all the rules and all the things, and and there are some. But now right. I'm like I go and I'm like I could give a fuck what anyone says. Mm. I know my chair is always there. I know the only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. Mm-hmm. You don't even have right. to be sober. Yeah, that's it. And mm. if you have that desire, you can go right. anywhere. Oh, I've been to meetings loaded. Oh, it's, yeah. yeah, I've been to meetings fuck loaded. It's in the book. Yeah. Well, that's where people, in, you know, yeah. when it started, that's where people, they were drunk coming to meetings. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, that's, that's <laughs> the reason to know the book because then you know the bullshit that people are talking about. Like, women stick with women. It's like, that's not in the book. <laughs> yeah. Where's that in the book? Not in the book. Well, like, when A started, it was mostly men sponsoring women. It's like, I mean, if you're gay, then, then what do you do? Yeah, like, right. you get an opposite sex sponsor or someone you find repulsive, or what do you do? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a little too attractive. For right, you got to go real butch. You got to go, like, what's the... Yeah, that's... The, yeah, you're right. So many of these 
you know, broad rules. Just don't, mm-hmm. they just don't. Yeah. Don't date in the first year and all that stuff. Don't make the, you know, it's like, God, I never could stick to that. Yeah. I wish I had, I probably would have stayed sober yeah. longer. Yeah, there are probably some good I mean, it was ones. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff's like, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, there's probably some good advice in there somewhere. But it's funny. Most of the program is you got to take what you can, leave the rest. They tell you that all the time, and I think that's yep. fair. Don't drink and go to meetings. Yes. Work the fuck out of the steps, right? Yes. And that's it. And then yes. the rest of the yes. stuff, you're kind of like, that's it. My sponsor told me, try everything. You're going to, it's just a new life. You don't know anything. So try stuff. And if it doesn't feel good, don't do it again. Right, because you don't really know when you get sober, like what you like and what you don't like, and so you're just kind of relearning right. it all. It's crazy. Yeah, my sponsor's always like, "Stop doing the things that make you unhappy." It's really simple. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> Wait, but I mean, for me, I, you know, I was like, "Oh, really?" Um, for me, I had to really do contrary action. It's like I had one sponsor, and he just said, "You know, I was very into the truth. Mm. I had to be truthful all the time." You know, and if I didn't like that person or I didn't feel that, that way, I wasn't going to da da da. And it's like, I mean, that kept me a selfish asshole for a really yeah. long time. And my one of my sponsors said, you don't have to be a good person. You just have to act like one. No one knows the fucking difference, Amy. And, you know, action <laughs> is character. So the more you <laughs> act like a good person, yeah. you know, no one judges you on, inten- judges you on your intentions. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I meant to, you know, didn't mean to hurt your feelings or I meant to show up your, like, did you show up or not? Right. Did you do this or not? Right. That's it. So it's like your intentions are bullshit. And the more that you do something over and over and you act like that person, you actually like change your neural pathways and that becomes who you are. Action is character. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I mean, God, when somebody said to me, if you want self-esteem, do esteemable acts. I say it all the time now. Right. And my God, it's the truest thing ever. You start to feel like, holy shit, am I honest? I think I'm honest. Like, am I, am I reliable? <laughs> oh my God, I'm reliable. How did this? And you just start to realize that, yeah, I, you know, you mm. can be, you can be a pillar of all the things mm. that you never thought you, you would be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You'll see the transformation in the book and it's, it's, you know, it happened in a different way than other for other people. But yeah, I became the person that was reliable. I became the person I wanted to be that I never thought I could be, mm-hmm. you know? Awesome. Jeff, either you need to read faster. You know what? I'll just buy it because seriously. Yeah. Now oh, I'm no. Like, I got to read the book. Look at all, hey, I got hey, a digital buy it. Come on. I need sales, guys. Yeah. I need sales. What are okay. you doing? Yeah. I'm in. Right. I'm in. <laughs> no, it's really good. It is great. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm excited. And yeah, I've been reading it a lot. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I just got a couple days ago, but I'm already, yeah. you know, I, I, yeah, it's good. It's You're a great writer. Congratulations. It's hard to write a book Thank and you, you did it. I mean, that's a Thank big deal. You. It is really hard. It yeah. is really hard. It was really hard. I bet. I'm not going to lie. No, I know. It's you know, really everyone's hard. like, what's next on your plate? I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know. It's, but it's, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, what's weird is like I had this idea and now the thing is living and in bookstores mm-hmm. and in people's hands. Yeah. It's the most surreal thing in the world. Yeah. Oh, God. It's amazing. Yeah, it's tactile and tangible and people can yeah. carry it. I mean, I don't have bag. babies. I've never had a baby, but, you know, but maybe that's what's like having a baby. Like you had like an idea or mm-hmm. something was inside yeah. you and now it's like walking around in the world doing its thing. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, we talk a lot about uh, people who find their creativity once they get sober, and it sounds like you f- completely found yours. Like, were you, you know? Or the ability to finish yeah. right. oh, something. 
Yeah, the ability to Yeah, I mean, I've always it. been creative. Yeah. I've always been creative. Um, I was writing since I was a little girl. My dad's a screenwriter. Hmm. You know, I was writing in college and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and then I was doing stand-up. But um, I was scared, as most people are, that if I got sober, I'd have nothing to write about. If right. I got happy, I'd have nothing to write about. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that my creativity came out of my angst. Exactly. Yeah. And my struggle and my hurt. Yeah. And I think that one of the th- ways that I've been able to stay sober mm. this time is through writing because, you know, it allows, you know, through drugs, mm-hmm. you're seeking sort of an escapism and an ascension right. and a connection to something bigger than yourself. And you get that for me, I get that through writing, especially yeah. when you're in the flow and things are coming through you and you're like, mm-hmm. whoa, this is great. Where's this coming from? And it feels connected. And you also, you know, again, if people like your stuff, it's esteem. Mm-hmm. You get esteem, and so for me, creativity has been key to me being staying sober. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. We've cool. talked about it a lot on uh, on this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's uh, it's amazing when you get to the other side and you're like, wow, I, I now I can I can follow through, and uh, I, my brain it's the same. I still have those abilities. Mm-hmm. You know, I just get to finish it. Where can so. where can people buy your book? Everywhere. Everywhere. Like Amazon and shit in like the that? world, um, Jeff. It's Sorry. on. <laughs> it's um. It's on Amazon in the UK. It's on Amazon in the US. It's on Amazon in Canada. It's not Amazon France. Where's the France. best place for it's you to make it buy it? Like where you Barnes make the most money? Barnes and Noble. Doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you make I don't the same know. amount of money. I'm Are just curious. Me? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it's at Book Soup. It's at Barnes. It's at it's at every Barnes and Noble. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's on Target online. Nice. It's awesome. weird. Right? That's exciting and crazy. And, yeah. Target, it's that's where really your dad's friends surreal. find it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. What am I going to read that's not going to make him stroke yeah, out? That's true. Oh, that's God. True. I was addicted to baby aspirin. Like, for oh, me on the gang gang? Like, yeah. Like, oh, he's going to be so proud of his Beverly Hills princess. So he is bomb shit. This God. All right. No, and I don't want him to. I no. do not want him to. Well, good luck with I, the I, I, I said that his. He said what? He, oh, thank you. Yeah. I said to, that his girlfriend could read him the parts because he's in it. Like, <sighs> and I said that the the girlfriend could read him the parts that don't involve dicks and drugs. No D, no D's. <laughs> so she could just read him the parts. Go. Oh, I'm going to skip over this part. Okay, I can read you this part. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to read you this part, you know. Yeah. Blah, blah, boring, boring. Oh, here's a good bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I can't wait to read it. And uh, um, what a great, just mm-hmm. yeah. what a great story. Yeah. So uh, other than f- being able to find your book, everywhere books are sold. Um, is there anywhere else? Not you, well, They're you not know, Barnes and Noble, on Amazon, you know. All the good Target, ones. all the good places. Yeah, come on, people! If you can't right. find it there, there you're, right. you shouldn't be reading. Um, <laughs> is there anything anywhere else you want people to look? Do you want them to visit? Yeah, I'd love for them to go to the Fix and read my Fix okay. stuff. I've been writing for them for five years. I'm sort of their, you know, primary sort of contributing editor columnist. I've sort of written, you know, and it's like my stuff is is very reverent and. Um, and, and it's honest, like the book, and uh, I will continue to write for them after this book, uh, once I've done with all this promotional c- craziness. Um, 
but yeah, I think, you know, my stuff on the fix and that's the magazine that I'm writing for right now still. I mean, I'll probably write for some other mags after the book comes out mm-hmm. or, what well, you know, soon now that the book is out. I'm just rambling. Are you going um, on tour? Yeah, you're going to do some readings beyond the book I don't soup think one? so. You know, publishers don't really do that anymore. It's expensive. Okay. And unless I can, pr- like, promise, like, I'm going to really have a big turnout, they yeah. don't really want to fly you. Yeah. I'd like to get to New York. I'd really, I would love to do a book tour. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I have people saying, please come to, you know, Ohio. Please yeah, come to yeah. New York. Please come to Chicago. I mean, I, I would, I would really, I would love to. But I mean, I guess maybe if the book really takes off, maybe they'll consider it or something. I sure. don't know. Yeah, it's a great book. All right, it is. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Amy, uh, anything you, you wish we'd gotten to? We didn't. You yeah. want to yeah, wrap good. it up with? Or uh, wanna... We'll have you back. Yeah. We'll have you back. No, yeah, pick. you guys are great. Um, well, thanks for coming. Those on. Are I mean, so much this is, fun. and the, her it's book's like, just out uh, yesterday, everybody. So, so and she's she's here on since right now with us, and we greatly appreciate it. Yes, um, super good time. Loved I guess we'll I definitely just, the only thing I wanted to say is like, yeah, the only thing I wanted to say is like, for me, like, what I really learned was that all the things I thought that could never happen to me happened to me. Like yeah. I thought I was immune. Mm-hmm. You know. Not just because I came from a privileged background, but all that stuff. You're like, I'm never going to go to jail or I'm never going to go to a psych ward or and I'm mm-hmm. never going to, you know. And there I do come off as a bit of an asshole in the book in certain parts <laughs> and superior, but I was an asshole. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. It's like right. if you're not an asshole when you're strung out and mentally ill, like why would you ever get it together? Like where's the transformation <laughs> if you don't show what a dick you were? Like I was a dick. Yeah. Like I was making fun of people in the psych ward and like, you know – and what I learned doing the community labor when everything fell out was like the universality of everything and how we're all connected and how we could all, you know, be homeless or murder someone or whatever. Like we're all capable of, of all of it. And it just it, it really connected me and gave me a lot of compassion for people and humbled me a lot. Wow. And I think that's been sort of the base of this sobriety, too, wow. is like. You know, and I feel really grateful to be alive. I mean, come on, I've yeah. had like fifteen grand mal seizures. Yeah, like, geez. that's awesome. Yeah, that's, cool. that's awesome. That's no, awesome. no, the part where you connected yourself <laughs> to the yeah, universe was awesome. Home. Not the part where you had grand mal seizures. <laughs> I like the part where you were connecting <laughs> so yourself to everybody. Yeah, those part. aren't. Those are not cool. Yeah, the, the grand mal seizures. That's not cool. No. <laughs> so to recap. No, but I mean, yeah. you know. I'll, can I can I can I can I end with something funny? Yeah, sure, absolutely. It's kind of dark, but it's funny. But like, perfect. You know, I got uh, epilepsy from methamphetamine abuse. You know, there's like rednecks who like shoot methamphetamine for seven years. They're like, I'm good, right? Mm. I'm like, I smoked it and snorted it for a year and a half, and now I have full blown epilepsy, mm. and I have for 15 years. Oh and um, when I relapsed, uh, I guess I don't know, oof, a couple years ago. No, God, it must have been 10, eight years ago, nine years ago, and I was shooting cocaine, I would have a seizure. Hmm. And instead of going, hey, you probably shouldn't shoot cocaine with epilepsy, I thought, well, (laughs) shooting cocaine is a high-impact sport, so I'm going to wear protective gear. (laughs) And I shot cocaine. With a football helmet? (laughs) And I shot cocaine in a bike helmet so that I wouldn't crack my head open. (laughs) I thought it was genius. Oh, my God. I thought it was it's very responsible. It, it was is so smart. I was like, this genius, right? Because <laughs> we were like, how do we get what we want and oh not have the consequences? I was like, I got it. 
Yeah. I will shoot cocaine in a pit of pillows wearing a bike helmet. I will be okay. <laughs> do not try this at <laughs> home, people. Do not try this at home. No, enhanced use only. Yeah. Oh it's like jackass God. stuff. Yeah. That's a pro move. <laughs> that is a pro move. That is. That's professional. <laughs> well played, Maestro. Well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amy Jester, take care. Take care. You're hilarious. Thank it's you. Cute. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. Right, good night. Bye-bye. Good night. All the best. Bye. Okay, bye. That is hilarious. Yeah, watch them. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, you know, are we ever? Another clean and sober intervention.